You're listening to First City Forum, 97.5 FM. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to our Providence Properties in in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and it is a frigid day here in Ketchikan. We got some snow going on, a little bit of rain, and we also have Steve Carmen on the line. How's it going, Steve? Joe, I'm doing great. Thank you. Steve, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with our Friday show, every Friday we have Mystery Friday with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, though his 30-plus years in private investigating has taken him all over the world. He's worked for the Secret Service. He's done private security for Kid Rock and Little Wayne. Um, he's the president of the Homeland Security Foundation of America, and he calls in every Friday to give us three stories from his career, and he ends with a safety tip. Steve, how are you this Friday? Joe, I'm really pretty good. Uh, there was some uh, distressing news out of Michigan, the uh, school shooting, and I yeah, uh, offer everybody a few comments on that. Yeah, that Oxford school shooting was really crazy. And you know what? It's it's. So when I heard about the school shooting at first, the headline was uh, Detroit school shooting. And I found that really interesting because Oxford could not be fir- Oxford's about a good hour and a half drive away from Detroit. It's not even in the same county. But I find that whenever something like this happens there, and, and it's in the and it's in Michigan, anywhere near the metro Detroit area, they'll automatically associate that with Detroit, and that's really weird. But what are your thoughts on that shooting? Joe, really, my mind goes a couple places. Obviously, tragic for the victims and their uh, families. It's just one too many, right? We see these at least two, three, four, five times a year. It just really breaks your heart. Those of us with kids always think, hey, that could be my kid. They do have kids, Joe, and that probably just a real real sadness. But, you know, I got to tell you this, and this will go on two different hands, right? Mm-hmm. As much as we try to prevent these, and I think good people do, there's a lot of great people, Joe. I think maybe where it's just a tipping point where maybe it's almost impossible to prevent everyone, you know, without metal detectors at every school, which may, maybe would be a good idea, but it's not sure people are up for that or the expense yet. I mean, I say that, but that's. True. I mean, honestly, maybe metal detectors in every school wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, uh, since they uh, they want to associate Oxford with Detroit, in Detroit public schools, there are metal detectors in every school. Yeah, you know, there certainly are. And, uh, yeah, I uh, d- definitely think you know, we're going to have to re-up the security looks again at schools, just like we do at airports. You know, that's sad to say, especially when the kids are young. But also, too, Joe, you know, we, we do all it to the kids. We, we all would teach other for the best level of, of security. It's true. And, you know, and we're in a, a particular time. I was just talking um, uh, with the uh, community the, the, the community co- connections group here in Ketchikan yesterday, and we were talking about just how uh, mental health issues with children have just exploded since COVID. You know, we have that that lack of, uh, of, of socialization, which is so important for kids to, to be able to, to gain some empathy, to be able to, to really see what the consequences of their actions are firsthand. And so many kids haven't had that uh, over the last year. So I feel like this is just something that might even start to 
grow. I mean, I don't want to scare anybody, but it, it kind of scares me just because kids are, everyone's thinking a little bit differently now. Nothing's really normal anymore. Yeah, and you're definitely right, Joan, with all these schools, right? I mean, I felt like my upbringing was, was pretty solid. I knew right from wrong. And if I had to ask myself if it was right, then I probably shouldn't be do, doing it anyway. But, you know, some kids do, do not have the same uh, values. They were not brought up the same, and, you know, so they're, they're going to act different. They will. It's true. And then there was a report that the uh, the the parent of the kid in question, the the the, the shooter, we should call him the uh, murderer. Uh, so his parents and he were texting earlier in that day because I guess the kid was caught looking for ammunition and there was a conference the day of the shooting and the parent texted the, the kid after the conference and said, oh, I'm not mad at you for looking for ammunition. Just next time, don't get caught. And then just moments later, he kills four of his classmates. And, and, and you know, it goes a little bit into the rearing. You don't know how these kids are being raised. You don't know these uh, parents with all these guns and all these things. They're, they're not following following gun safety protocol they're not locking their uh their guns away you know it was uh it, it came out that the gun that the shooter used was from his parents gun safe which was unlocked uh, or, or the kid knew where the key was you know he had full access to this gun and that's why the parents are currently being charged yeah joan if all that pans out i think that that's a right on charge i agree with that I sure do. And, you know, this was, your, your listeners will remember a couple of weeks ago, and I know the different facts and different stories, but one of my beefs with that whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing was oh, yeah. he was 17 years old with access to, you know, really powerful gun. And he's 17 access to any gun. Joe, there's some great kids and some kids that could shoot a fly off a buffalo, right? Oh, yes. But... Kids with guns and supervised is a recipe for disaster. It is. It's a recipe for for a disaster just because the I you know, kids don't have a great sense of empathy. I in my personal opinion, every kid has is just a little bit of a, of a sociopath. Just because we we have all these uh, video games that have been out since they were children, where you're going around shooting people and killing people, and I think for some for some these things are a game, and and it's just not. I, I don't think um, someone who is under, I mean, really under 21, uh, should be able to have a gun because you you. Or with at least without a deep psychological e e e evaluation, just be because there's so much that goes into it. I mean, it's, taking a human life isn't something that someone should just be comfortable with, especially grabbing a weapon and driving across state lines specifically to potentially take someone's life. It just seems like some uh, some Call of Duty BS. Yeah, Joe, it's like a sort of a hidden notch uh, possession, isn't it? You know, if you're a parent, once you get a gun, you'll get a background check, criminal check. Though Some states do a little bit of a vague psych check on you, you know, those type of things. If you're under 18 in most states, then your parent can have it. If you're, you know, relatively easy to possess it and you, you know, you're able to slip right under that, you know, it's really in, in, in reverse. It should not be should not be well 
uh, so that's that on that. You know, uh, we'll see what happens with that case. It's it's very interesting, and it's a, and it's a difficult situation. And um, our condolences to all the families who lost their children that day. Terrible. But for those just tuning in with us, we are on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, and his. Uh, 30 plus years in private investigating has taken him all over the world. Steve calls in every Friday to give us three safety tips. So no, to give us three stories from his career. And he ends with a safety tip. Steve, what's your first story for us today? Joe, this week I wanted to turn a little bit differently and remind people that, you know, you can always turn a negative into a positive, even if it starts as, as a negative. It's usually about the, the presenter's attitude these are stories that were actually based on my attitude, which was not the way most people probably would have went in. Times when I was on the uh, police department, all this came away with smiles, people laughing, people actually wanting to see the police car, if, if you could believe that. So you, you can do the same of these in really any, almost any real-life situation. Let me give you one, right? So you get a call, it's a loud band, right? Playing out, people are mad. It's 2 in the morning, Joe. I've been there. smokes. <laughs> the neighbors are outside, right? We get there. Man, Rusty's got... Take him to jail. Take him to jail. You know, everybody wants someone to go to jail, right? So we, we get up in there. Joe, what is it? You know, I could have went hard charging. Could have went in with an attitude, chip on my shoulder. You know, whoever this is, right? No, we're just going to knock at the door and say hi, make sure everything's okay. It's the best start. Joe, it wasn't a concert, but it was a Bible sing-along. A Bible sing-along. Some folks that just <laughs> were having a good time, you know, and the whole worship and praise thing. So I started to talk to them. They say hi, explain. They're like, oh, no, no. I said, well, you know, we could probably get this all taken care of, and no problem. You guys just come and look around, make sure everybody's okay, it won't bother you. Joe, oh, no, you, you, you come in right now, you come in, right? So i tell you what, probably have about 10 minutes. These people get mad again, Joe. What song were you in? I see a pair of maracas in the corner. Joe, I know nothing about music. I have no business in music, right? Tell you what, my friend, let me join in with you for a few stanzas. We'll have some laughs. I'll take off. We'll turn it down. And we are now friends. Joe, they let me join in. I played the maracas, which I knew absolutely nothing about. People were a total joy and just great people. You know, they didn't need a law enforcement interaction, didn't need a, a hard time, didn't need any of that. They walked me out to my car to make sure I got out okay. Joe, what did they want? A picture of me next to the police car with them. Yes. So, you know, that's one thing where you take a negative. And by your attitude, which you always control, you turn it into a positive. Yes, sometimes that uh, Christian contemporary music can get really rock and rolly. I, I do love me some CCM. It can be really loud. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, Steve, uh, so for those just tuning in with us, we are on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, and every Friday he calls in for Mystery Friday with Steve Carmen, where he gives us three stories and ends with a safety tip. But before Steve goes into his next story, I want to shout out the passport to Puerto Vallarta, uh, the drawing for that 
that contest will be tomorrow at Tyler Industrial. Um, you don't need to be present to win if your name is drawn, but you do win an extra $200 if uh, you are present when your name is drawn. That is Saturday. Uh, there will be all there will be all kinds of prizes and uh, giveaways that will be streamed live on all of our Facebook and social media. And then we also have the Christmas cash giveaway at Alaska Liquor. Um, there's a box of shredded cash, Steve, right? And so the, you go into Alaska Liquor, you guess how much money is in this box, and when uh, the drawing date comes up, which is December 18th, uh, if you are correct, or the person who is closest to the correct number will win that cash. It's very exciting, Steve. Um, so... Those are a few of our radio contests, but back to, to the story. What's your second story for us today, Steve? Joe, the second one's sort of similar, but this is a good one to remember. This is when I was able to make a mad neighbor into a friend with the offending neighbor. So I want to caution your listeners. I know it's easy to get mad at your neighbor, have some words, give them the old uh, evil eye, right? And sort of keep a... Uh, Keep a you know a little hateful thing going, a little dislike. But you remember this for everybody, though. A friend is always worth more than an enemy. Enemies cost you time, mm. and they cost you money. So in the police department, there was a call about a disturbance, right? That could be a fight. That could be a guy beating his wife. That could just be a loud football game. Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. So again, everybody's hard charging. What you go in? You know, take somebody to jail and see somebody in cops, but it's never them, right? Sort of, always funny how that works, you know? Get there to jail, there's a big number of cars. I hear the music, and maybe this is out of control, right? Go in, same way, same thing. You call it start easy, Joe. But cost your listeners start easy, and then you call it work up from there. If you go in tough with people, turn them off, they don't like it, it's hard to get them to. To turn it down. Joe, what is it? This one's a dance party and it's packed. Well, I don't see any drugs. I don't see any weirdness going on, right? You start to keep it low key. What's the worst part, Joe? The lady about a month ago it just lost her husband in a tragic accident. Start to talk to her. The girlfriend had gotten the girls together to try and make her do something cheer up because they felt like she was in depression, Joe. Holy smokes, you know, what a bad, you know, that does not need law enforcement. Law enforcement needs to stay out of that, as a matter of fact. So got in there, they're starting to play the music, right? They're just, uh, just having a great time, trying to at least. Joe, challenge to do the limbo. How about that one? If you've seen a photo of me, Joe, I'm not that uh, flexible, right? <laughs> so, the, of course, the, the girl starts laughing. And remember, tell your listeners, it's always about the approach. People like a nice guy, they'll always, almost always deal with you on a nice level instead of a harsh level. Go in there, Joe, the cameras are rolling. She asked me to do the limbo in the police uniform. Oh, Joe, that was like about a train wreck and a half. Somewhere out there, I'm on a video in a police uniform doing a limbo. I can barely get get under by any means. So we stayed there about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. It was slow. Made friends, Joe. Great people. And that whole problem was resolved with what? You know, a good, good attitude. Didn't have to be tough. Didn't have to be mean. Didn't have to. 
you're threatening anybody, and a positive comes out of a negative. There we go. And isn't that the, the secret, Steve? Just approaching things with a positive attitude and, and the outcome can be so much different than what you expected. I don't always do that. I can learn that lesson sometimes. I like to feed negativity with negativity, but <laughs> but I'm learning. Yeah, it's easy to do. It is. I'm, I'm learning slowly. I'm learning slowly. I'm, I'm actually in Facebook jail right now. And it's really horrible. <laughs> but, but you know what? I am learning slowly. Steve, there's a little bit of a static on my end. I think I am hoping that isn't going out on the air. And if it is, I apologize to all of our listeners. Um, but so for those li- tuning in right now, uh, we are on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis, though his career in private investigating has taken him all over the world, including in the service of our nation's secret service. Um, Steve calls in every Friday and he gives us three stories from his career and he ends with a safety tip. Uh, We've gotten two of those stories. What is your third story for this week, Steve? Joe, this one's a little bit more serious and definitely they're taking twists and turns. I've spoke to you and the listeners before about these calls where, you know, they make a lady scream in the background. You hear a kid crying. You know, we've kidnapped him. We need 5,000 in 45 minutes wired to this address. Whatever the case may be. But they've gotten better, Joe, because we've been warning people. So now what to do, and they always seem to do it on adults, is they they would like call. uh, I don't have a home phone, actually. but, But if they could, they would call there and get me to talk about something for some reason, right? What would they do, Joe? They would tape record me isn't a problem. I don't say anything in private. I don't want to say anything in public. But what they do is get me to say words like yes, no, you know, too bad, that it shouldn't happen. Well, whatever the deal is, they're coordinating this conversation. Maybe it takes three or four calls, Joe. Then they get together a voice guy, a voice engineer, somebody that's way smarter than me, splices these together. Uh, you see what this is going, don't you, Joe? About one or two months later, and I've told your listeners, you know, it's not hard for the right person to get all the tools, all your relatives, I could do it on anybody, to call up and then call your mom. Hey, we've got Steve. Steve, you need to say hi. Like, hi. Well, that was from the conversation two months ago. And then what they do is they'll hit that, and then, of course, they'll work that in the conversation, Joe. And then what they, it comes under is that they have me. I've been kidnapped. So they went this money in 30 minutes wired. Your phone's been tapped. That's oh, a bunch of nonsense, what they say. But they'll say it anyway. If we don't have this money, Steve is uh, no more. Is it tonight, right? Oh, my. They, think about it. Yeah, no, the person just heard their son or daughter. Obviously, sounds like they're in trouble. And that is their voice, Joe. That's not a scream. That is their voice. That's going to fool a lot of people? Probably is, Joe. So I had somebody approach me this week where that's exactly what happened. He just wouldn't believe it. Why? Because his son was a huge man. He's, <laughs> and no one could kidnap that kid because he would, he would whip him is what he said. He was a huge kid. He was, like, I think, like six, eight, six, nine. Oh, my. Three, six. It was huge. So, you know, it just didn't make sense. But what happens that was a daughter or somebody's son? You know, maybe a smaller person that that could make a whole lot of sense. So, so that actually sort of lends in into the tip that about the um, 
about what, what to look out for, and that tip would be, you know, when you hear that, don't always take it for truth. Even if you hear that person's voice, so that could be different. That could be a recording. That could be a setup. You know, ask questions. Believe me, if they want a ten thousand dollar ransom, they're gonna they're gonna answer a few questions. If they went to all this to take somebody. They will. Jeez, Steve. So, uh, you know, this kind of lends into a story I heard about recently from a friend of mine who received a message on Instagram. So a friend of hers on Instagram had been posting about making all this money and doing all these different things. And later on, the same friend who she knows personally messaged her privately on video asking if she wants to be a part of this um, of, of this situation or this or this organization where she was making all this money. So the friend seeing the video of her friend speaking to her and asking her this question joins and uh, or, or clicks a, a link of some sort or something like that and then and then her account gets hacked. Turns out, uh, Steve, mm. that someone had been had used some kind of technology to copy her friend's face, body, and likeness and make a video, a video, and send it to, mm. to her friends to get them to uh, to uh, to click links so that they could have their uh, pages hacked. Which I'm just thinking, man, these scammers are advanced nowadays because a video of a person who you know. That's deep. You yeah, really, they are, Joe. One of the best ways to ask them is nobody else would know. You know, hey, just to make sure I hear you, you can say, like, I hear you, I believe you. What was the name of your first cat, your first dog, you know, a kidnapper or someone like that isn't going to have that? And then they'll start to struggle and make up some sort of excuse. Yes, a very, a very advanced. It's getting worse. Oh, yeah. And I am the world's biggest cynic. I don't care if I've known you for 30 years. If someone messages me and they're and they're offering some kind of promotion, especially if it's someone who I know, if, if I know them personally, I'm going to call them. But if I uh, <laughs> if, if I only know them uh, kind of lightly, if I don't have their personal phone number at, at the at the time, I'm definitely asking questions. And if I only know you on Facebook, I'm not joining any kind of promotion that you have. Yeah, at exactly. All. I, I don't care. Exactly. Well, uh, so for those just tuning in, we're on the line with Steve Carmen. Steve Carmen is a private investigator based out of Indianapolis. Though his 30-plus years in private investigating and police work has taken him all over the world, including in service to our nation's secret service, he's done uh, private security for Little Wayne and Kid Rock. Uh, he is the president of the Homeland Security Foundation of America, and he calls into our little station in Ketchikan every Friday, and he gives us three stories from his career, and he ends with a safety tip. We've gotten those stories we've gotten those safety tip that safety tip thank you so much for calling in steve i appreciate your call and i look forward to see to talking to you next friday thanks Jeff. bye steve and for those still with us on the first city forum i want to shout out our radio promotions one more time we are uh doing the drawing for the passport to puerto Vallarta on saturday so if you have entered into that contest please join us at tyler rental this saturday um you don't have to be present to win but if you are present you get an extra 200 dollars if your name is drawn masks are required there will be giveaways there'll be uh we will be streaming everything live on our social medias um so please join us at tyler tyler industrial not tyler rental tyler industrial 
this Saturday um, for the drawing for the passports of Puerto Vallarta. And we also have the Christmas cash giveaway. If, if, you, if you need some extra cash for those last minute gifts for Christmas time or if those Christmas gifts have drained your account, I feel it. Um, we have the cash box at Alaska Liquor. There's a box of shredded cash. And if you guess the proper amount in that box, you will win that cash. And that drawing will be on December 18th. So please go down to Alaska Liquor, get yourself a bottle of something for the holiday and um, and uh, try to guess how much cash is in that box. You may just win. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the First City Forum. If you would like to join me on the First City Forum, if you're, an, if you're an organization or just a person looking to spread a message to the good people of Ketchikan, please email me at joe.firstcityforum at gmail.com. That's joe.firstcityforum at gmail.com. Uh, so, and don't miss Art Walk today. I know it's cold out there. There's a little bit of a of a snowy, rainy situation happening, but there's uh, music at the Creek Street Cabaret. There's art all over Ketchikan. And don't miss my open mic this Sunday. Um, I feel like there's something I'm missing, but I can't remember what it is. Thank you guys for tuning in to the First City Forum, and I will talk to you next time. Goodbye.